I'm sorry I screamed. Welcome to the Bye Felipe podcast. Uh, so excited to get this episode going. Uh, but of course, let me, let me introduce my co-host here. We got Alexandra Tweeten. Hell yeah. And of <laughs> course, we got producer Jack. Indeed. <laughs> and... We have the birthday girl. Oh, hell. Allison yeah. Stevenson. Yes, correct. It's it her is. birthday today. It is my birthday. Do you have any big birthday plans today? Not really. I would, I'm recording a podcast. Mm-hmm. Nice. What, what else could I be doing? What else could well, I possibly be doing? You have birthday <laughs> plans. What are you talking about? Yeah. Uh,. Gonna do dinner at uh, Margaritaville and City Walk. <laughs> Hell yeah! We're going to Hell Margaritaville. Yeah. Margaritaville. I genuinely, I, I guess maybe I don't talk about it often, but I, I do genuinely love Jimmy Buffett. Yeah. Like in a very real, like yeah, not yeah. ironic way, but everybody thinks it's ironic. Uh, but I mean, that's kind of his brand too. Is like irony in a way. Like he's kind yeah. of pretty self-aware of it. That's what I think as well. Yeah. There's debate, but yeah. I think he has like a touch of like, this is cheeky yeah. energy. Uh, no, but I, I really do like him a lot. They're good songs. So I like really I've never actually, been to an actual Margaritaville though. I've been to the one in Palm Springs. Okay. It's, it's fun. Yeah, there's one right on the strip of Vegas that we almost went into. Oh, wait, I've been to that one too. That actually. one. Okay, so you've been to two. I've been to two. So I've never been three. to either. <laughs> you've because, never been to one? No, I don't. I think feel so. like you would have been to at least seven. I know, right? <laughs> That's a I compliment. I feel like I yeah. haven't. One time I went. I went on a date with someone who was like, "Oh my god, I went to this Margaritaville in Florida." Yes, and oh, he said that's the best that's, one. Yeah. And he said like that's the Disney bar World. had, <laughs> the bar had like sand in it or something, oh, and like and that. also they had a Margaritaville or Margarita button in the room, and you just like press the button and they bring you margaritas. Oh wow! See, that's the mecca. That's yeah. like that's the one you yeah. want to go to. Yeah, I would. One yeah, day. I would definitely go there. <laughs> oh hell yeah, I'd be all over that. But uh, I stayed at the one in Palm Springs. I mean, it's like it's okay. Mm-hmm. It nothing really captures the heart of Jimmy Buffett like <laughs> truly because it's so commercial and like mm-hmm. I mean it's just a hotel like at the end of the day yeah it's just a hotel that has like big flip flop statues <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> uh, but I I do, I do love Jimmy Buffett and I'm excited to uh, have a little cheeseburger in paradise yeah you know what I mean but yeah I'm like at the I'm at the age I'm at a point now where I'm like I don't. I don't think I, I I don't know if I could ever do a party again. Mm-hmm. I like it's too much organization. It's too much planning and like stress. Like oh, who am I gonna invite? Like mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's better just to say like here's where I'm gonna be. If anybody wants to go, that's what that's I always do. I'm yeah. like I'm going here. You guys can come yeah. or not. Whatever. This is what I'm doing. But then it's like if nobody shows up, I feel shitty. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's like my biggest fear is being like, hey, it's my birthday. Let's go here. And then like three people are there and I'm like. And they're just fans of the podcast. Yeah. Not even friends, you know. I mean, I would love that actually. That would actually be We love be great. fans. Yeah. We love our fans. Yeah. Why would you say that? Tell Jack? them to meet you at Margaritaville. Uh, not tonight. tonight. Not tonight. Well not, well, not when this is coming out. Yeah. The it's, podcast won't be coming out. This will be, have been out for like a week. Well, yeah. if they um, hang out there, but long anyway, enough, they might see you someday. Oh yeah, potentially. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So it's my birthday. Whatever. Who cares? <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's going on with all of you? Um. Not too much. Um. I had two really good dates this weekend. But this weekend. Yeah busy lady but over here i don't know if i i don't know know if i really want to talk about them just like because they're really good and i don't want to <laughs> i don't want to <laughs> jinx it yeah maybe if something goes wrong later then i'll i'll talk about it uh, yeah i love that that's what our how we work is like oh we'll only talk about it if it goes to shit yeah we won't talk about anything good in our lives <laughs> yeah only the bad yeah well i mean i don't know no, I get it. I get it. I don't want to like, um, you know, mm-hmm. what if they listen and then they're like, oh, now she's going to talk about me. It's a scary. Only yeah. if you fuck up, dude. So be cool. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, honestly, <laughs> exactly. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I guess it's something that you like have to bring up with them first before you like go into detail on the podcast. That's yeah. what I usually do. If I'm dating a guy and he knows about the podcast and like or like, you know, he doesn't have to know about it but like i'll still be like okay by the way i have a dating podcast yeah like can i talk about you on it but that's only if i'm like we're dating yeah yeah yeah. it's this is like second dates yeah Um, and i'll just say that there nothing really interesting happened they were just good dates yeah usually (laughs) that's like oh this is nice it's great for you unfortunate for us yeah not much (laughs) of a entertaining for us to (laughs) pick apart Oh, actually, I had my my strip show this weekend. Yeah, I had right. I yeah I organized a body positive strip show called Thick Strip, uh, and we had it this weekend. It was fucking great. And if you listen to our bonus episode, I talked about like how I was conflicted over the guy that I had just broken up with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was at the show. Yeah, I won't give it away. Just listen to the bonus episode, and but we're gonna was, we'll talk oh. about it in this in this week's bonus episode too. Okay, yeah. So we go more into if you want to hear the the story, the the drama story, drama filled story, not really. Oh, but I wouldn't go of. that far. <laughs> but well, yeah, there there was there more things happened. More things. So if you want to find out what happened, uh, you got to subscribe to the Patreon, <laughs> patreon.com slash by Felipe Pod. Yes. I mean, it's it's going to be a four minute episode, <laughs> but we'll stretch it out. There'll be there'll be stuff. Well, I, 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 I could I could talk about some things, too, on the bonus and more. See, yeah, with yeah, the bonus more stuff, detail. we can go into more detail because so yeah. few of you are subscribed <laughs> yeah. that our our lives won't be in jeopardy with these people that we're talking about. Yeah. So that's more incentive to subscribe. Yeah. <laughs> You're part of the the really small clique that we have. And it's only $5. Yeah. That's nothing. 
That's like half of a cheeseburger in paradise. <laughs> exactly. Like half of a gallon of gas right now. Yeah. Yeah, it's not even a full gallon of gas. <laughs> That's fucked. Yeah, you guys. It's not even a full gallon of gas. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, now we got to talk about the gas price. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, what about you, Jack? Uh, I'm like on day one of starting to like function after that the big engagement housewarming party we had saturday mm. yeah so for the listeners it's tuesday and i'm just now like not hung my over. head's finally together <laughs> it was just a yeah. really like long night there was like microdosing of acid and <laughs> ecstasy and it's just okay all okay. of sunday felt like it was still part of saturday mm-hmm. so then monday was just like sleeping and watching serena william documentaries uh-huh. We watched King Richard. (laughs) We were like, let's just watch feel good sports stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Just kind of nap through it all. I have to say, your apartment is like the acid, like fun house. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It is like tripping on acid here would be fucking amazing or terrifying. I don't know. I feel like I would just stare at this. The fur wall? Fur. You put like a fur, like fabric, fur fabric on your wall, and it's. It honestly, when I first looked at it, I thought I was on acid for a second. <laughs> like, there was something going on where it was like kind of moving to me, and I yeah, was like, the "What pattern, the fuck?" It's like you think the pattern first is like painted on the wall, but since it's fur, the texture makes things seem it's like blurry. blurry. Yeah. yeah. And then there's the whole jelly telly, which is was a hit for the night of people just yeah. staring at. Yeah, yeah. He I made a that. fish tank out of an old television. And there's just a lot of trippy patterns. If you can't, <laughs> yeah, if you're listening love, to this. It's yeah. just like a very trippy house. Yeah, and I'm not house. someone who does acid or anything like <laughs> really ever. I mm-hmm. don't like hallucinogens. Like mm. microdosing is fine because mm-hmm. it's. Yeah, I don't it, like tripping too no, hard. No, I don't either. like being yeah. out of control when it comes to drugs. Mm-hmm. That's any drug where it does the work for you. I'm cool with. Like all you have to do is take this pill and you feel happy. I'm like good. But it's like, take this, and then 13 hours of your day is you just trying to stay sane. I'm like, I can't. I can't. No, do that's this. too much work. Uh, yeah, I've actually, I've never done acid, and I'm terrified to do acid, but I love shrooms. Yeah. Well, if you do just a little bit, it's like kind of similar. Yeah. Like, mm. as long as you don't just take Yeah, we were like, doing like a, a bunch- tenth of a hit, and then just getting like drunk on wine or tequila, and it's just this like floaty euphoric yeah. feeling you've got the whole night mm. yeah and the color is like nothing's moving but everything's just slightly more vibrant yeah yeah see i, I could fuck with that's that. how i like yeah that. yeah real I just, mellow i don't want to be all like i feel like actually like i don't want to find God. things yeah yeah whenever you know i've <laughs> no, done acid i feel more in control than when i do mushrooms like see, if i trip that's on what mushrooms, i hear a lot too like mm-hmm. i've heard this like people describe it this way, but like mushrooms is like you're strapped into the roller coaster yeah. and like acid is like you're in the driver's seat. Yeah. Every That's time so with funny. shrooms, you're like, oh, th- I'm peaking here. And they're like, yeah. no, you're not here. Yeah. Now you are. And it just keeps <laughs> yeah. going. But yeah. with like acid, there's like a flow where you can yeah. take like five minutes and be like sober and be like, yeah. OK, this is what's happening. I guess it also d- it also back. depends on how much you take. Like if you take a, a lot, yeah. a lot, a lot of acid, then you're <laughs> it's probably yeah. don't more do difficult. that. Nobody like, do that. Well, I mean, people do it on purpose to, like, you know, experience ego shit. death and, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, get, get an good. outside perspective on their I'll life. I'll keep my ego. But, like... <laughs> I feel like I'm self-deprecating for, enough. There's more, not much ego to kill. That's more for, like, doing introspective work. But, like, yeah, if yeah. you're just, like, At that point, fun, though, just get a Sherpa, <laughs> you know, and, like, hike somewhere until you die. Yeah. yeah. See, that's the thing, too, is 
I don't like, I'm not like a, I gotta do drugs in nature kind of uh-huh. person. I don't care to see like trees and mountains and shit. Yeah. Like my favorite highs have been just like taking a bunch of shrooms and just like being in a living room and watching TV or like mm-hmm. just hanging out and like being, like being in, in bed. A, in, even in like in a little like park or, or like walking around like a suburb like dead at night with a couple giggly friends on shrooms is the most fun I ever had. Yeah. Like everybody's asleep, so the paranoia is gone. Yeah, and then you're just kind of giggling at like the shapes of these repeating buildings or something. Yeah, I, I mean, like, like the giggling stuff. That that's what okay because I can't smoke weed. Uh-huh, weed me just like doesn't work for me. Fucks me up. I just get scared and paranoid, yeah. and I hate everybody. And you doubt every thought you have in yeah. your head. You can't just be yourself. Right. Yeah. Same. But with shrooms, I'm like, this is what weed should be. Yeah. Like the shrooms high. I'm just laughing. Everything looks cool. Uh-huh. Like, and I've taken like huge, like big amounts and yeah. felt still like pretty in control of myself. Interesting. But for some reason, everything else, I'm just like too scared or yeah, like yeah, too yeah. like in a bad place. Only one time did I have a really bad shroom trip. And I don't know if I've ever talked about this, but it was on an OkCupid date. Oh, yeah. Back in the day. Back like, in the day. I have heard this story, but. Yeah. In college. <laughs> because this was like maybe my second time ever doing shrooms. And it was just like this guy. And he was like nice. He was kind of cute. But like, I didn't know that he lived with his parents. And like, I lived in Davis. And we met in San Francisco. Because this was back when I was doing like real dangerous wild shit. Like, I would just meet up with dudes from OK Cupid in San Francisco, just like take the train. And it's like a two hour train ride from Davis wow. where I went to school. And I was just like, yeah, whatever. I'll probably just stay at his place and go come back the next day or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then he was like, no, I live with my parents. And we were like, we had already taken shrooms. And I was like, well, what the fuck? Like, what do we do now? <laughs> I'm not going to go back to Davis. Like what the, you know, it was like this whole thing. And I was really like, all of a sudden, like he looked really scary to me, even though initially he looked fine. But his, like his face started morphing into yeah, like a demon. <laughs> he like became like an evil person. And I was just like, what the fuck am I? And I swear it's like suddenly like we were in the park and just like everything became gray and dark all of a sudden i was like oh my god am i in hell like i really felt like that my is life always was where ending. the brain goes to when the trip starts going bad it's just the cartoonish version of hell in your yeah. head it's like, <laughs> is that it now it exists the thing that every sober brain i've like thought i've had is like this stuff doesn't exist but the mm-hmm. second you get to that bad trip you believe in all of that shit. yeah yeah <laughs> and then yeah, it's yeah. like this is just how my brain is now i'm insane oh yeah and that's the thing <laughs> is you lose sense of time and you think this is how i am for the rest of my life yeah yeah well anyway what i had to do was i had to beg a friend of mine to drive to san francisco and pick me up because i was like i'm too scared to take the train like i, yeah. I don't know how i'm gonna be and i felt so bad because this guy ended up asking if he could come with me. Oh my God. Back what? to Davis. And my dumbass was like, okay. Oh no. <laughs> and my friend just like picks us up and she's like, what the fuck? I felt so bad. I was like, <laughs> this is the worst. I'm like the worst friend in the world right now. I mean, I had to like give her a lot of apologies like yeah. for like weeks after that and I was like I thank you so much I'm so sorry but uh, that guy did end up coming back to Davis with me and like we did hook up <laughs> oh, and God. then I had to pay for his train ride back oh my god to you San Francisco had to pay? yeah he was like oh I don't have money oh my god I was like oh 
my God, for real? He's like, I'll pay you back. I'm like, no, you're not. Like, just go. Damn. That guy sucks. <laughs> and we never spoke again. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but then every time after that, shrooms have always been great. I, I learned, my lesson then was like, oh, okay, don't take shrooms with strangers. Yeah. Oh, of course. In That's, a city that yeah, you don't yeah, live yeah. in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the whole thing is like, the set and the setting you can't be around people that freak you out in any way yeah like not in the slightest and like the place where you are has to be like totally chill and very yeah you have to be comfortable there that's what that's also Those why are the I two like, rules yeah i like apartments for that reason too or like you know houses just because it's like cozy mm-hmm. and it's like okay i can just cu- curl up on a couch and yeah. I I like I like doing it outside, but it has to be in a place where there's no other people. Yeah. So that's I mean that's why Joshua Tree is like. The I was best just gonna say because Joshua Tree is perfect. It looks like the fucking moon, and like <laughs> you can go outside, and there's usually no one around, and yeah. it's very chill. Because usually the houses you stay at are just yeah. like on these big acres, acres away from another house. And it's yeah. Just a yeah. bunch of cacti, and yeah. yeah. And so like if you run around naked outside, like no one's gonna care. It's super. <laughs> it's very fun. Uh, anyway, was not expecting the conversation to go in this direction. <laughs> But it did. Yep. Well, that's cool. Um, maybe we should bring it back to dating. Yeah, I guess we should. Because <laughs> I actually, I think we have a new segment we're going to introduce. I have a, a book here that I want us to talk about. And I feel like that's going to be the chunk of this episode. Probably. Yeah, yeah. So let's, how about we just get into it? Here's our new segment called... Book Book report. Wow, unison. (laughs) (laughs) Don't keep new thoughts in little cages. Sit down now and turn some pages. It's a book report. Welcome to our new segment. I'm excited about this. Me too. Um, so basically what I have here, Jack, I don't know if I've told you about this. This is a book that I picked up many years ago and I forgot I even had it. But it's one of the few like relationship slash self-help books that I've like actually enjoyed reading. Mm-hmm. And I, the reason I remember it. I okay because me and you we talked on one of our episodes we talked about how there isn't really a word like before fuckboy came about there wasn't really another word for this kind of person that yeah. we're talking about we just it was just like an asshole or, yeah but like that's not very specific but you know it's like the type of guy that's like non-committal but that like leads well, we you now on. call a fuckboy yeah yeah and we kind of were like oh yeah there's never really been another term for it but that reminded me of this book called The Commitment Cure by Rhonda Findling or Findling. I'm pretty sure Findling. Mm-hmm. It's called, okay, The Commitment Cure, What to Do When You Fall for an Ambivalent Man. Mm-hmm. So this was her term for it. Yeah. Ambivalent mm-hmm. men. Yeah. Was like her fuck boy. Yeah. It definitely classes up phrase it's definitely yeah yeah you're like oh maybe i can hear that in a ted talk yeah 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 <laughs> this is like the ted talk version of a, yeah, of a yeah. fuck boy, fuck boy. <laughs> but it's this whole book that 
I remember, this is so corny and awful and ridiculous. Remember when I was obsessed with that guy that we both dated? Uh-huh. I was like, this was near the end when things were like falling apart. And I remember like reading this and like texting him passages. So pathetic. <laughs> so pathetic. I love that. I was texting him passages like, this is you. And I That's was like, it. But wait, wait, were you, what were you signing say? it like from this book or were you texting it as if Oh, no, no, no. It was like pictures of the pages. Oh, straight up pictures. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like pictures of the pages being like, this is you. This is you. Look at this. This is you. This is what you've been doing. How, when, what was his response? I think he blocked me at that point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This was like me at my most like. Honestly, I love that because it's like it's like like when a man's being that upset and rejected, usually it's like here comes the dick pic. But for you, it's pages of the ambivalent <laughs> man book. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I was like, just so I wanted him to understand. <laughs> I was like, you need to know what you are. It didn't. Yeah, work. it did not work. He didn't care. He did not care. But okay, I I think we should just go into depth a little bit because there's so much good shit in this book, and it has okay. been a while since I've read it. But I did dog ear some sections that I think we could skim through and we can talk about. Okay, yeah. Because it's startling. This book is from <laughs> 2004. And it says everything we've been fucking complaining about. <laughs> and I just literally forgot it's, it even And it's existed. like a, a little, it's a little known book. Like I've never heard of it right. before. It's not one of the big ones. Yeah. It's not like he's just not that into you. Yeah, it's yeah. not like. Uh, Why men love bitches. Yeah. Which yeah. I, we should also look into those books for, yeah. for this. But I I don't even remember where I got this. I It was used. I definitely bought it used. Like, <laughs> look, it's all filthy and it's got, like, watermarks and shit. Those are tears. Okay, so <laughs> what's the first, like, piece of advice you can okay. pull from Actually, it? real quick, let me read just the back that kind of gives the, the rundown of the book, okay? The ambivalent man can be anyone. The cute guy from the office, the hunk from the gym, or the intellectual from the coffee shop. No matter how you define him, there's no denying that it's easy to fall for him and tough to get over him. Yep. He's charismatic and exciting. He says all the right things. Each time he calls, you drop everything to be with him. But just as things start heating up, he pulls away, leaving you wondering what you did wrong. It's not you who's wrong. It's him. Thanks to relationship, Rhonda Findling, you have the cure for any type of commitment-phobic, ambivalent man who comes along. Whether he's a runner, a man who plays parlor games, a casual dater, a fling man, an eternal bachelor, or a cyber man. <laughs> cyber man. These are the types of ambivalent men. Yeah. So yeah. it's like subcategories yeah, of yeah, ambivalent yeah. men mm -hmm. and we we're gonna like go through each okay. of them basically okay. um but real quick let's look at the intro real quick let's read the first paragraph have you ever been aggressively pursued by a man who started acting cold and distant after you dated a few months yes yep has a man ever acted enamored by you only to reject you after you'd been brave enough to make the first move Mm -hmm. Did you ever spend a passionate weekend with a man who completely disappeared for a month or forever? Wow, yes. Yeah, literally all of the above. Literally if just <laughs> happened to me four yeah, months ago. Right? If you've lived through any of these painful scenarios, then you've encountered an ambivalent man. Okay, there's more, but we don't need to get into it. Basically, we get it. The, the yeah. ambivalent man. Um, so... so. 
the first ambivalent man subcategory, the runner. All right. He leaves a woman before she has a chance to leave him so he can prevent the trauma of being abandoned again. He seduces a woman into loving him only to abandon her, which happened to him as a child. It's the only way he knows how to relate. He abandons a woman to rid himself of his own pain from childhood by having her experience what he suffered through. Mm-hmm. He provokes a woman to leave him, setting himself up to repeat the trauma of his childhood. Okay. Oh, so that's when he tries to get you to leave? Oh, he runs? He's the runner. He, he's the yeah. runner. So the runner is an ambivalent man who is capable of attachment. He's even able to get into a relationship. The only problem is he can't sustain an ongoing relationship. He always leaves. He's an abandoner. Mm-hmm. Okay. In a way, he's the worst of the ambivalent men because he gets you to start a relationship with him and fall in love with him only to eventually drop you. He's the ultimate exciting, rejecting lover. When a runner attempts to become romantically involved with a woman, he sabotages the relationship. And then yeah. the ways that I just said were the, yeah, the ways that he sabotages. So what causes his ambivalent behavior? A, ru- a runner often had a mother who loved him, but was sometimes emotionally unavailable because of her own addictions and other physical or psychological problems. Interesting. I wonder how accurate this is. It's always a parent that's to blame. Yeah. I mean, that's that the reason for everything. Introduction to what love is at all. Yeah. Right. Is sure. Apparent, whether there's like the lack thereof or an abundance of, that's your first relationship with love as a concept. Yeah. 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 Well, okay. Here, here she writes this needing to actively engage his ambivalent mother when she was unavailable, he perfected his abilities to seduce and charm. He reenacts these behaviors, making a woman feel loved and special when she's the object of his affection. So his adoration in the beginning of a relationship is true and authentic. It's not just an act. It's really coming from a very young place. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, anyone who is idealized is always eventually dethroned. No one can stay a goddess forever. Mm -hmm. Eventually, the runner becomes disappointed in the woman he thought was so wondrous. She can't meet all of his needs all the time. She frustrates him, bores him, has needs of her own, enrages him, isn't picture perfect. She's turned into the mother who always ended up disappointing him. The spell is over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, Damn. projecting the, a fantasy. That's that's a that's a very common thing. Yeah. That's I, that's one of the things that everybody's got a slightly like little problem with. I have I have I, I have felt when I've had like relationships with people, even just like friends, but like I've felt like being them like putting me in the mother role. Mm-hmm. Like I can just tell what's happening. Yeah. And I'm like, I know this is the dynamic that's going on. Like you're treating me like your mom. Yeah. And I can tell that it's like pissing you off, but like you're doing, you're doing yeah, this. Yeah. yeah like it's totally something that I guess it's just, unconscious it's like you're not actively realizing that that's what you're doing yeah but this actually is part of why I'm always so like because so many people tell me that I should like you know oh like all these guys who are like fans of yours like hit you up on like Instagram like why don't you ever go for one of those guys that are like you know fans like Mm -hmm. people always want me to go for like my fans and I'm like that's just weird to me and this is part of it it's like Because then they have me built up in such a way that it's like, I'm obviously going to disappoint them. And then it's just like a weird dynamic. There's also, yeah, it's it's almost like 
if yeah, if you started engaging in that, there's like a weird shallow start of it being like these people love me. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. and, and then you, if you're if that's what's doing it for you, then that's already starting off at a very weird place. Yeah, but I see so many people kind of do that, especially like yeah. men. Oh, for mm-hmm. sure. Who will like date like you know their obsessive fans yeah, or whatever, yeah, yeah. and I. D- it just doesn't. I don't. For me, that would just feel so like weird. This is wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but she goes into a little section here that says, "What can you do when he leaves?" Okay. Because that's what runners do. Mm-hmm. They run. Your instinct is to immediately chase after him, talk some sense into him, find out why he's hurting you like this, why he's destroying the relationship, the love and passion you both experienced together, the magical, wondrous <laughs> moments. Yeah. True. Yeah. Uh-huh. It may be painful, but there are some definite no-nos that applies to the situation. Okay. Don't waste your time trying to get an explanation out of him. It's really hard. Oh, my God. That yeah. was my biggest fucking know, mistake. Yeah. Always. He has no true authentic answer for his confusing no. behavior, except for his critical list, which will only hurt you. Mm. His abandoning behavior is already traumatizing enough. You don't need to hear his distorted distorted logic that blames you. It doesn't have anything mm-hmm. to do with you. It's all about his own yeah. weird shit in yeah. his head. Honestly, and, I, and if he's still engaging in this kind of behavior, he obviously hasn't looked inside yet. Yeah. Right. So he's not going to give you that kind of answer. Yeah. Because if he has looked inside, then he he's going to start that. working on it. Yeah. And start figuring things out. Yeah. Man, I do feel like this is low key kind of what I've been dealing with with the guy that I just ended things with, where I'm like, yeah. I've tried to point out some of the contradictions, and I don't think he fully realizes how they they've they've been contradictions yeah uh and i mean it's not this bad like it's not as but it's just like that is that is another reason why why the next person that i date i it can't be someone that hasn't done any introspective work yeah Mm -hmm. like because that person that like you know fucked me over um like they he was going to therapy but like he wasn't that deep into it yet i think Mm -hmm. and I can tell that there was like some of that patterning. Yeah. And, and you can it's still, sense it. he hasn't like fully understood it yet. Right. And I knew that he was like on the, on the way there, but like was not fully aware of his own shit yet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's totally why it makes sense. Like what explanation are you going to get? Cause like the explanation is not going to be authentic. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it's just going to make gonna you feel be a worse. a lot of this like a lot of these different subcategories that I'm going to like totally relate to have been, have been, or have done like, especially in my early twenties when you mm. just have like no idea why you're doing things or how you're feeling when yeah. it has to do with like specific trauma that isn't even far back enough for you to realize that it happened. Yeah. You know, or at least that it's uh unique or different. You just think everybody had this kind of experience of being screwed over. And then you, it, cause it all comes from, a place of like, yeah, hurt people, hurt people. Yeah. But you're not aware of it yet. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? You're just ha- you're acting just like, out this behavior, yeah. but you don't even know. You're like, you don't know why. You're the vessel for the behavior. You're yeah. not mm-hmm. even in charge of it. Or I mean, that yeah, that's why dating is the worst in your 20s. Oh, of course. Yeah. The worst. Yeah. People just work it, like acting from base level subconscious. Uh-huh. And then, uh, and then working it at, at other people, other strangers are having to deal with it. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. Well, I think we we got we got enough of the runner. Mm-hmm. I, there's gonna be more, so I can move on. But yeah, if you relate to any more of these, please, we need yeah a reformed ambivalent. The running man? one, the running one made sense, but it wasn't like the whole mother aspect of it. Mm. I, that's not where my like abandonment issues came from. Mm. So, but I because I I do think it can go from either father or but yeah, I think yeah. that idea of your first Someone. uh experience with love. Yeah. So it could be mother hmm. or father. Yeah. Well, maybe you might relate to being the casual dater. Oh. Perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> this is the next uh, genre of ambivalent man. Who is the casual dater? Don't set yourself up for disappointment. Below is a list of signs that you're seeing a casual dater. If your guy is exhibiting these signs, he may not be able to go beyond a few dates before he calls it quits. <clears throat> Here we go. <laughs> he is a man. Okay, yes, no, I'm I just got kidding. that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. <laughs> All of this is me. <laughs> he is a man who is actually looking for a relationship. <laughs> See, this is fucked up. Okay, he's a man who's actually looking for a relationship. He really longs for marriage and feels bad that he can't seem to achieve this goal. Oh, that's like me. Wait. (laughs) Okay. He is reliable and usually makes a good first impression. You can take him anywhere to Christmas parties, weddings, and family gatherings. In fact, his excellent social skills are honed from dating so often. He appears to be capable of a relationship because he really is interested in going out to places rather than just having a fling. He keeps calling you for dates, so you think he's very interested in you. Ironically, many women keep dating the casual dater even when they're not that crazy about him because he gives the impression that he's serious about a relationship and possibly marriage. <gasps> yeah. Oh my God, I have done this. Because they put in, you're like, oh, he's putting in effort. So. Yeah, oh, like he like, you know, he's a decent guy. So yeah. I should try and develop yeah. stronger feelings for him. Yeah. And then I do, and then they run away. Yep. <laughs> this is fucked up. Okay. What causes his ambivalent behavior? <clears throat> Listen up, Jack. Okay. okay. This one I'm not <laughs> relating with so much so Yeah, far. yeah. But I, I also feel like this one goes can go both ways easily. Yeah, I've this definitely could be dated, us. I've definitely seen this woman. Yeah. There yeah. is, in the end, there is a chapter about ambivalent women. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, yeah, we get it. All right. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. What causes his ambivalent behavior? The main problem with the casual dater is that he feels entitled to perfect women. Interesting. Despite (laughs) the casual dater's longing for love and relationships, he's deeply committed to being with the kind of women he feels entitled to. That's this is mm. a very LA man right yeah. now. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say I don't relate to this one, but this one sounds like it's everywhere it's very here. Familiar. Yes, <laughs> it's it's a fucking especially with like dating apps. Like it trains you to think you could sell up every time. Oh, just, totally. The I swiping mean, I think left that's just like... makes the dismissiveness of it all gets in everybody's head that yeah. I could do better than this. I'm better mm. than this. That's like I mean that's just like what online dating has done to everyone. I yeah. think, yeah. and especially in our generation and like millennials, like we don't unless it's perfect. Like, yeah. we don't... It turned everybody into L.A. people. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Hold on, I'll keep going, though. Yeah. He'd rather remain single than be with a woman who doesn't meet his expectations. The ironic and maddening part is he's unable to see his own shortcomings, even if he's broke or unattractive. <laughs> yup. Uh, if a woman doesn't measure up to his ideal, he will not want to have a relationship with her. <sighs> 
Okay, this is triggering. I don't like this. Yeah. After he has gone through the process of devaluing you in his mind, he delivers a lecture with one of the following themes. Mm. There's not going to be a relationship. I don't see a future for us. Mm-hmm. You're a great lady, but I just can't seem to fall in love with you. I want to get married, but I don't want to marry you. Hmm. Wow. Okay. I've never heard that. That's like brutal. I Yeah, those all start pretty brutal. I'm like, what's the rest of the speech after that? I mean, I have heard things like, I don't see a future or like, oh, you're great, but mm-hmm. you yeah. know, oh, you're so cool. You know what annoys me the most? This is, this fucking annoys me because this yeah. happens a lot where it's like, guys will be like, you're so cool. I really love spending time with you. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, can we just like continue being friends? Mm-hmm. Like, you mm-hmm. know, like, can it just like, you know, not be dating anymore, but we'll just be like really good friends. And I'm like, if you like spending time with me, mm-hmm. you want to see me, you want to keep me in your life. Mm-hmm. Why don't you want to fucking date me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not to be and... all like, oh, like, well, you, you know, like, but in like a really shitty way, it's like, I, I don't think maybe in the future we could be friends, but to right away be like, oh, you want to just be friends instead of date? Sure. No problem. Yeah. Like that's such yeah. a rude. Friendship stuff does need to happen pretty organically. Even if you are trying to express that that's where you'd like it to go, because it's better than completely ghosting someone. But it is it is like something that ha- happens organically. I have I have like wanted that before but it's when like I go on a date with someone I'm like I'm not physically attracted to you but like we have like good conversation but it's like if you and this person have been intimate many times oh yeah then I I don't understand the friend thing like after you've slept together me neither I'm like this (laughs) is actually just like rude of you like (laughs) I feel like it's like also coming from a place of like you know also a very LA networky thing of like, mm-hmm. oh, but maybe like you have good connections and oh. stuff. So it's like, yeah. oh, maybe like I would still want to like be on good terms with you in case I like need something mm-hmm. from you. Like that's what it feels like to me more than yeah. like, oh, I still really want to be your friend. <laughs> I guess I have had, I've had things where it's like been like a hookup, but then it transitioned into friends. And now, like, I have actually multiple guy friends that yeah. we used to hook up, and now we're just, like, now we're just, like, bros. Mm-hmm. I think like, there's, like, a limit. It's, like, if you've only hooked up once or twice, then that's, it's way easier to just be, like, okay, we're just going to be chill yeah. and friends now. But, like, if you've dated for, like, a And there's minute, also always, yeah. like, a period of, like, a lull of communication before that yeah. happens again. You can't just be like, turn this off and now we're friends. Right. Let's hang out tomorrow and go to a happy hour. Like it's totally. just, you can't do it that way. It's a lot. It's well, you can, if you're just like repressing all of your sad yeah. emotions or and pretending everything's or fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's yeah. what happened with me. Cause like the, the person that I was like hooking up with, but I just knew like from spending time with them, I'm like, okay, this person is literally like not available for any type of, relationship because like Mm. they're like sort of like a functional alcoholic and like I'm like (laughs) I just know that I could never date you so in that way I was like you know what let's just Mm -hmm. be friends and like we were on the same page and now we're just like yeah but but it's a very very specific situation if you're on the same page and you both agree like okay we tried this and we both like agree that like we get along but it could never work as a relationship that's that makes sense yeah yeah 
But if it's like one of you wants to keep dating and the other one's like, oh no, I just want to be friends. No, no, because at that point it's pretty clear in the air. Yeah, that you guys both want a friendship or something. Right. Right. Um. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, why does he act this way? Here are the real reasons men are casual daters. <laughs> I love the stank you're putting on it. <laughs> I'm getting fired. You should do up. the audio book. <laughs> uh, again, we got we got a mommy thing coming up. Uh, he may <laughs> he may have had a mother who was emotionally or physically unavailable. Okay, whatever. We don't need to hear that. Okay. He is not in touch with his anxiety about closeness, so he blames the women's flaws for the demise of the potential relationship. Mm-hmm. Ding, 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 ding. Uh, he is unable to look at his own limitations or imperfections. Mm-hmm. If he had the insight to understand these dynamics, he wouldn't act out his ambivalence by ending a potential relationship or staying in a go-nowhere relationship. Yeah. So she has tips here signs you are seeing a casual dater he's had few oh god i'm gonna sneeze go for it we're keeping it in we're gonna put music behind (laughs) it (laughs) okay you know my mom always says like Uh my mom's like kind of superstitious and i guess this is like a thing Mm -hmm. where it's like when you're talking about something or saying Mm -hmm. something and then you sneeze it means that like what you're saying is true interesting Hmm. Like it's a subconscious like it's like reaction a, to it. Something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like every time she's telling me something and I sneeze, she's like, see, it means I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> what if it's I'm just right. dusty? Yeah. yeah. Or yeah. Um, okay. Signs you were seeing a casual dater. He's had few or no relationships with women. Wait, that's me. <laughs> Again, with this men. is just us. Am I a casual <laughs> dater? What the fuck? <laughs> He's a big expert on how to meet new women. He uses personal ads a lot. He displays a lack of experience in relationships. He has tons of dating experience and stories. Oh, my God. This is literally the (laughs) podcast you guys are explaining. (laughs) Hey, wait a minute. (laughs) Dating him never escalates to a relationship. Okay. Well, it sounds like we have to, like, look at our own flaws. Maybe. Uh, I know all my fucking flaws. <laughs> I am well aware I have fl- dating <laughs> shitty men. That's my flaw. <laughs> dating unavailable losers. Number one problem <laughs> of losers. Men who don't want to be in relationship. That's not my fault. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay. How to handle the casual dater. There's a lot on the casual dater. Okay. Uh, we can move on, though. Well, are there any, like... Don't cling to him or grovel. Mm-hmm. Don't, under any circumstances, try to talk him out of his decision. I've tried that in the past. Mm-hmm. Very stupid of me. Don't feed into his devaluing process by defending yourself. Again, something mm-hmm. I've done. Don't fall apart in front of him. Do it all the time. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so it says you're supposed to confront him. Find out what his intentions are and what he sees happening in the future with the two of you. This will take courage because you don't know what he'll come back with, but at least you'll know where you stand once and for all. You won't be struggling with his ambivalence. If he gives you a rejecting answer, respond as you would to his distancing lecture, which I covered earlier. Oh, we didn't talk about that. (laughs) Um, Keep it to yourself. Don't share share with him the limits that you set in your own mind. Okay, you got to set limits. Yeah, okay. 
If you don't want to take a chance with a confrontation because you feel you might get hurt or it's too risky, then keep the limits to yourself, but act on them just the same. Yeah. I, that's interesting. I feel like that's kind of like the opposite of things that we've been told in more recent years. Mm-hmm. Like, set your boundaries, cut them off, like, mm-hmm. you know, like, but you can have the boundaries and yeah. not just not tell them. Yeah. Because you're, but it's keep like, them in, your in the life? end, it's for you. No, but not, it's but for not you to protect keep them. yourself, right? Yeah. Like, they don't really need the answer. If they're the one treating if, you this way, yeah. they don't need an explanation as to why you are now yeah. acting out your boundaries yeah. without explanation. That's, it's that's just a standard you. that you set for yourself. Yeah. And it's exactly. like, oh, and someone doesn't treat me in the standard that I want, then like. And then that also shows to yourself that you're actually doing it for that reason and not for any other reason. Mm-hmm. You know, it is to like help yourself get out of this kind of situation yeah well how about this look at this before any confrontation or limit setting you need to put some serious thinking into what you want from a relationship with him Mm -hmm. what you want from a relationship in general yep how much time and energy you're willing to emotionally invest in him okay see this these are the three things that i feel like everyone who's online dating needs to ask themselves Mm -hmm. and like hardly anyone does (laughs) yeah like they I I go on so many dates with people and I ask like what are you looking for and they're like I don't know yeah and it's because they have not on a Wednesday night they've never thought about it and then now for me I'm like you haven't even thought about it so like I'm not even gonna bother yeah you know and so many like what I hear so much is like you know I just like I want to see where things go yeah it's very like Okay, well, like, but does that mean that you would be in a relationship or are you just kind of trying to imply that you don't want to be in a relationship? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, because there is like an element of dating apps that people treat because it's like all social media has kind of blend into one thing. It's a thing in your hand Mm -hmm. that you do when you're bored. And so a lot of it then could just be like, well, I just want to meet someone or I'm just flipping through this thing. And yeah, all of that kind of just blends into like treating it like an Instagram or something when it needs to be like clear, Hey, I'm here for dating. Yeah. 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 And that's I kind mean. of hard to like, yeah, everybody's starting to treat it that way. Cause I, when I was on the apps, it was the same thing. I was constantly going on dates where it was with a woman like, I'm just hanging out. And I'm like, okay, well, yeah. And I used to yeah. be that person too. Yes. Yeah, and it was like, well, I'm looking, I'm finding what I don't want. Yeah. <laughs> right. And that's like true. But like, I, it was a lot easier for me when I was more specific in my own head about mm-hmm. like what I am looking for and like what kind of a relationship I want. But here's the thing, okay? And this is where I've struggled and I'm trying to come out of it now that I'm back on the fucking apps. Mm-hmm. It's like you don't get as much activity. No, it's true. You have Not to be as more many selective. People- like will interact and talk with you if you're straight up like i want a relationship yeah Yeah, yeah. but those people are the ones you're having shitty dates with right 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 but then i'm like well maybe i'm down to just like fuck or maybe i'm down to just like casually date while i find a boyfriend but then it's like you then you can't complain about how that fuck isn't turning into a relationship (laughs) right 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 yeah i i think for me it's only been confusing when they say something like what I said earlier where they're like I'm down to see where things go mm-hmm. and then it's like two months later and you're like okay so where do we see yeah. where things go and they're like oh yeah I just I don't want to be in a relationship right now or whatever like just things I, I, yeah that change. phrase is definitely like trying to break it to them gently because it, yeah that's bullshit 
You know what I mean? I think we've all kind of used that excuse in some way or another because you don't really want to hurt someone's feelings. So you don't want to make it seem like it's about you. I don't want to date you. Mm-hmm. But if it's you the want first it to seem date, like, I don't want to date if this at is all. you're just meeting somebody yeah. and you're saying like they don't want to say they want a relationship. Yeah. I, I don't think I've in ever met a date, man. Yeah. I don't think I've ever met a man who on the first date said he wants to be in a relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Truthfully, I've never met a man who said that. Mm-hmm. They always say like, I just, you know, I'm open to it or I want to see where things go. And it's like, that makes sense when you're just meeting somebody. Cause it's like, yeah, I don't fucking I think there's know also you. A part of it that like it makes you sound desperate if you're like, uh, cause then it makes it sound like I'm saying this about you, the person I'm on a date with. Yeah. I'm looking for a relationship. And on the first date, you don't want to sound that aggressive. I think. Well, here's how I, I, ha- I actually have heard from guys that they want a relationship, but I want to be even more specific than that. Like, what kind of a relationship? Like, what do you yeah, see yeah, yeah. that as? And so, like, when but that's we have if that you're just getting that answer at all. Yeah, but I am always like, I'll they'll either ask like, "What are you looking for?" or I'll ask them, "What are you looking for?" And like, and I'm like, "This is what I'm looking for: like a long term relationship with someone who, you know, has have all these qualities." Have you said that on, the, on your dates yeah. this weekend? Not on the not on these dates. We haven't gotten in. We actually. That's why they're going so gotcha. well. <laughs> not on these specific dates, but I I'm I'm going to when we have like these these particular dates were not like conversation heavy. They were more just like. <laughs> oh really? Vibe checks. Well, I mean, they were like hanging out with other people and like. Yeah. Oh okay okay. One of them was a motorcycle ride, so it was very loud, and we couldn't really talk. <laughs> <laughs> okay okay. <laughs> but I have been on like first dates where we talked about these things and I that's because I've done the work of like thinking about what I actually want. I have like my like, you know, the things mm-hmm. that I want ready to go and I'm like, OK, I'm looking for this, 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 this. So and then when is when are you going to bring it up with these guys who you're talking to now? Um, I think I don't know. Hopefully soon. Yeah. I I mean, whenever, like, I have an opportunity. It's tricky. It's tough because. I haven't had, like, straight up, like, dinner dates with anyone yet. With either of these people yet. So, because we didn't, we, I I met both of these people in real life. Right. So they weren't online at all. Hmm. Yeah, that's, that's why it's tough. It's because it's like, when I'm just meeting somebody, I do want to say, like, I'm down for a relationship. Like I want to be in a relationship, but I don't want to, I don't know. I guess I'm like, I'm so maybe I'm just ambivalent. Like I'm confused because I'm open to relationship. I would love to be in a relationship, but it's only if we like each other and if we vibe. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I don't want to put that on him. Exactly. If he's just like a guy that maybe I could like hook up with occasionally, I can have him on the rotation. I don't think you you have to, have to say it about that person no yeah, like, but, like, but that's the fear is that it sounds that way it sounds that like i'm putting that pressure out on this date because i'm on that date with this person mm-hmm. to be like i'm looking for a relationship and you're looking at that person and you're yeah on a date. well so i kind of like i think implied. of it as just like i'm just letting you know like what i'm looking for in yeah, general yeah, yeah. i don't know if that's what you are down yeah. for if like that is even but like i'm putting it out there because i want to be honest and it's just like I would rather, like, we both just be fucking honest. Right, yeah, yeah. right. I'll say it, like, on Tinder, like, because guys now will be like, what are you looking for? And they want the answer to be, like, to fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and it almost never is. they want you to is. say it that, well, that way, yeah. too. That's to also, I also kind of use it as a way to, like, 
get rid of people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because if I'm on a date and I know that like that's like what then I'll be like, what are you looking for? And then they ask me and I'm like, well, I'm looking for this. And then I know they're like, okay, well, that's not going to work out. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, but, but it's, it's better like, than I also want to fuck. So it's like that's why it's confusing because it's okay, like Okay, well. I this is what I say usually I mean, on that's Tinder. what you're weighing out. You're weighing like uh getting like s- random dick that's good, but then having to deal with the like emotional problems of like it not turning a relationship or somebody wanting a relationship and you're like no, I just wanted to hook up. Like it's hard to have yeah. those two yeah. separate and want both of those things. Yeah. It's just a really hard balancing act. Yeah. This is what I usually say, okay? Usually my response on Tinder when something like that happens, it's like, ultimately, I would like to be in a relationship, Mm -hmm. but I'm open to casual dating if the vibe is with someone is right. Yeah. And we're both, like, you know, not feeling it, basically. Mm -hmm. Uh and guys usually respond pretty well to that. Mm-hmm. And they're usually like, yeah, yeah I don't want a relationship. It, yeah, because it le- <laughs> it leaves it open for. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I sort of like kind of put people in like one of two categories like right away. I'm like, OK, this is only like a hookup person. Mm-hmm. And then I only treat them like that. Mm-hmm. And then I'm just like, this is not going to go anywhere. <laughs> or I'm like, oh, no, I like actually like this person. Mm-hmm. And then I I don't know I kind of just like it's either one way or the other yeah yeah I get that because so like okay so when you have a situation where it's like a guy that you're interested in in a relationship sense Mm -hmm. and he says to you I don't want to be in a relationship you just cut it off yeah then I'm like okay bye yeah there's no like okay well maybe we could just hook up or whatever nope then either. He gets put into the hookup category. But can he? And then I treat him like shit. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, if if he says, like, I'm not down for a relationship, then I'm like, okay, you're in the shit pile then. Mm -hmm. Have fun. Yeah, yeah. (sighs) It's just easier said than done. I think we definitely need to visit this book on another segment of uh, Book Report. There's so much. <laughs> there are. I know. I, I'd like, I, I would honestly like to go through every single I category mean, so we can keep it as a regular I think, segment. I think we need to have her on the podcast. That would yeah. be great. Oh, my God. Let's find her and ask her to do the podcast. We're going to find Rhonda. Rhonda, if you're listening. <laughs> Help us, Rhonda. Oh, my God. I bet she's listening mm-hmm. and she's like, no, you're all so stupid. <laughs> Stop talking about my book. <laughs> No, she seems like a pretty rad lady from what what we've read so far. Yeah. We'll, we'll we'll continue this book in a in a future oh, episode because sure. we literally only went mm-hmm. through what was that two? two I know, but two, it brought up yeah, like um two, a uh, lot subs. of a lot of interesting topics yeah. that yeah. Yeah. and anecdotes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it sure did. It sure did. <laughs> Uh, well, shit, you guys. That was this episode of the Bye Felipe podcast. Yeah. That was good. That felt, that was a good one. You guys, we're going to do a bonus and tell some more stories on Mm -hmm. Patreon. So subscribe there. And also, uh, you can email us at the Bye Felipe podcast. No, not the, just Bye Felipe podcast at gmail.com. And, uh, yeah. Oh, ask us questions. Ask Send us, us questions. voicemails. How about leaving reviews 
yeah on our podcast page please leave leave reviews we're gonna read the good ones if you leave us a review only the good ones yeah <laughs> if you leave us a review we're, we'll read it on the podcast and uh maybe we'll send you a prize or something yeah that'd be cool how about that? Make that happen all right well see you next week bye, bye. toodles <laughs>